Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, good afternoon, Americans, and hello, my friend. I just opened up a Syracuse.com story by Rick Moriarty um, relative to the unfortunate report that a portion of the Remington Arms plant in Ilion is going to close, at least temporarily. Um, in newspapering, the first uh, paragraph is called The Lead, um, uh, Mr. Moriarty's lead, which is... Uh, well, I, I, I'm, I'm not his J school instructor, so I won't tell you about its weaknesses or failings. But it, uh, it reads in entirety, the Trump slump continues to hit Remington Arms hard. The Trump slump. And those two words are in quotation marks as if that's some phrase. Trump slump? It goes on to say that um, approximately 500 uh, workers at the Ilian plant will be furloughed uh, this uh, summer. That according to a, uh, a TV report uh, out of the Utica station. Um, and it goes on to blame a drop-off in firearm sales on uh, President Trump, calling it again a Trump slump. Well, here's the deal. The challenge with Remington Arms, of course, is nonstop harassment from progressives. The issue with sales of firearms is that high population states, New York, California, Connecticut, New Jersey, are at war with gun owners and, and are consequently at war with the companies that make the firearms. As New York State hectors this uh, historic manufacturer, as regulators in this state and elsewhere seek to bring special sanction against its products. Also, the state of New York about a month ago passed legislation which will allow for uh, predatory lawsuits against companies exactly like Remington. And then Remington lays off uh, 500 people at its New York production facility. That's not a Trump slump. That's a Cuomo payback. Remington is a large company. It has manufacturing facilities elsewhere. Used to be uh, fundamentally a New York company. And then New York kind of went to war against it. And the funny thing is Remington started manufacturing firearms in states that were a little more tolerant of things like individual freedom and such like that. Anyway, the point being, uh, the state of New York just inflicted a blow against uh, this company, uh, opening it to potential lawsuits from uh, uh, people in New York. And the company announces shortly thereafter that it's going to close down, uh, in part, this summer. You, uh, that's not about Trump. I mean, that might uh, uh, make people giggle down at the newsroom uh, what remains of the Syracuse newspaper operation. But it is uh, not accurate and true. Right. The, the funny thing is, I was uh, speaking just last evening to uh, uh, a man at a, a business. And uh, interestingly, he makes uh, a, a product for I don't want to get into his personal business or give anything away. But this man's company uh, makes a product um, which that who's the, the mayor, former mayor from Gary, Indiana, who Democrat. Uh, Mayor Pete is in in boot edge edge something I don't know, but the 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 gay guy the the, the typically number three in the polls. At any rate, uh, it, I'm visiting with a guy who his company uh, has got the contract contract to make a product for this Mayor Pete's campaign. Very nice, great, and and but just an illustration of a, of this guy's company makes 
this similar product for uh, uh, all across the country. And it, we were talking about the success of his business. And he got telling me about one of the suppliers he uses uh, to help supply raw material for his uh, operation. And how that uh, guy is talking about how business is up all over the country and how everybody uh, is doing well and everybody's got work. And see, that's your Trump slump right there. If you get outside uh, the protective confines of uh, Andy Cuomo's progressive kingdom, you find that the economy is on fire and that people are doing business and people who want to work uh, are working. So I, 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 am, I am, I'm heartbroken and crushed to read of this matter of the furloughs at Ilian. 500 families that aren't going to have a paycheck this summer. And, you know, when they furlough you, you always wonder about if there's going to be a callback date. And again, as you drive eastward on the thruway and you pass there at the Ilian exit and you see that beautiful little uh, village in that uh, uh, quaint valley... Uh, to think that the power of the state of New York is trying to strangle the last bit of employment and productivity out of those people. What a thing to be uh, the victim of a savage attack by your own state government. Right? In measure, I think all of us in the state understand uh, that. But anyway, I won't go on and on. Um, the, there is no Trump slump. There is a Trump surge in the national economy, which has bypassed the progressive states where, sadly, uh, it has been choked almost out of existence. Uh, why did the sale of firearms drop off after the election of Donald Trump? Um, I would politely say that, you're, that that question doesn't phrase it in a completely accurate fashion. Um, what truly occurred was that the expected election of Hillary Clinton spurred a massive uh, push to buy firearms by a populace which believed with all its heart that one, Hillary would be elected, and two, that she would immediately go to war on the Second Amendment. It was a case of get while the getting is good. And so you had people uh, by the millions, literally, in the summer and fall of 2016 in the run-up to the election. I mean, they watched the same newscast you and I watch. All those smart people who tell us how to think uh, were very confident that Hillary Clinton was going to be the next president of the United States. And Americans uh, understanding that, you know, she was going to be coming after the Second Amendment, that empowered Democrats invariably are about restricting the freedom of other people and not wanting to, you know, they figure I better buy it now or I'll never be able to. And so there was a, a massive increase in the purchase of firearms. And to be honest with you, the large majority of those firearms that were purchased were these so-called uh, assault rifles that we here in New York have decided to call a felony. Um, every place else in America, pretty much, they're just called, you know, your dad's rifle. But um, so after Hillary did not win the election, there was an immediate drop off in the sale of firearms. But that drop off after a couple of months had worked right back to the average that it had been in the middle of the Obama years. 
Now, the sale of firearms in America tracks political party. You can look at firearm sales in the United States and completely absent, you know, like maybe you weren't reading the paper those years. Um, but you you can you can see from firearm sales numbers, and you can tell exactly which party controls the White House and Congress. And when it is a situation of Democrat control of the Congress, or or the Democrats are about to take control of the White House. Uh, people go out and buy guns because the American people don't trust the Democrats to safeguard their freedom. Uh, that might be offensive to your Democrat feelings, but it is an undeniable truth that's demonstrated by these sales figures. So anyway, I, I, I'm not a, a, a 24-7 Trump defender, but it because, you know, my, my man steps in the dog poo every now and again. I will certainly admit that. But it just astounds me how everything that comes out of some of these people who want to tell us how to think is all about what a bad guy Donald Trump is and how everything is Donald Trump's fault. And the simple fact is that as you look at virtually every statistical indicator in our country, these are we uh, two and a half uh, years or so of Donald Trump? Um, almost every statistical indicator in our country, the direction is upwards. Things are better than they were. And again, you, you may disagree with him. That's We all have our feelings and views, right? But there ought to be some honesty and there ought to be something in the press that just communicates as opposed to be always focused on selling some political bill of goods. Just tell us what happened. You don't need to bring in the fact that you hate Donald Trump. All right. 421-9797 in the 315 email, radiobobblonsbury at gmail.com. Back with you in just a moment. Time now for traffic and weather on 570 WSYR. Welcome back, friends. Uh, well, welcome back. Uh, Clayton, I appreciate you uh, phoning. Welcome to 570 WSYR. How you doing, Bob? Long-time listener, uh, big fan. I'm honored, thank you. Graduated Fort Sill, Oklahoma in 1992. Outstanding. Uh, are you an artilleryman then? Uh, no, I wasn't. I was actually 91 Bravo combat medic. Very good. But, did, uh, did you love that MOS? I actually did like it a lot. It was great. It was a good job, still, job skill for after um, training. And, you know, I went to reserve, so it was actually really, really good. I, I loved it. That's outstanding. I'm very proud of you, and I appreciate your service, my friend. Thank you. You too. Thank you, sir. Um, my question to you is, where do you think in New York State's history that common sense and logic were just thrown out the window? I, I just, it blows my mind at what's going on in the state and in the country, actually. I, I don't know. And I, I don't want to like sound like I'm always bashing on like Democrats and stuff like that. But there are so many things that go on here that just don't make any sense. And well, that's, that's, that's my, my conundrum also. I just, I really don't, I can't wrap my mind around how people can just do what they do. It's just, it's crazy to me. Yeah. And they often do it at a high cost to other people's prosperity and freedom. All, all yeah, the dumb sure things, you know, all the dumb things that happen seem to diminish the quality of life for other people. And typically you and I and other upstaters are those other people. Well, that's it. New York, New York City pretty much depicts all of New York State, which makes us look bad to the rest of the country. And, uh, you know, it makes upstaters upset, really. I mean, I, everybody I know and talk to feel the same way I do. But, you know, 
obviously Governor Cuomo is elected every time he runs. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me. 100%. Soldier, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, where my uh, daughter Aubrey is just completing her third year as an Army drill sergeant. Uh, they're supposed to do two. They asked her to extend, uh, but uh, at the end of June, uh, she has to take off the hat and uh, will be just a plain old regular sergeant. She's uh, applying to go to officer candidate school and is hoping to uh, uh, go that direction. And that combat medic course, it, I tell you what, I, I, I was an Army journalist, but if there was one thing uh, I could have done uh, different, if I had a plan B, it would go uh, take that Army medic uh, course. It's an outstanding uh, skill to have. It's an extremely useful uh, skill. It, and again, I also, when we talk about this other stuff of, oh, all the stuff that's going bad in New York, I don't want to sound like a broken record, and I don't want to sound like a gloomy Gus, because I don't think I am either of those things. I hope every day to uh, weigh everything fairly uh, and, and openly and, and, and in a, a balance of justice. But a lot of the stuff that gets thrown our way from Albany, it flunks that daily test of does this make sense? Is this a good thing? And my basic thing for every policy that comes out of any government is what I call the test of liberty. Does it make us more or less free? And does it make government more or less powerful? And almost everything that comes out of Albany fa if, if it fails that test of liberty because it leaves us less free and it leaves the government more powerful, ever diminishing um, what this country is supposed to be all about. Listen, we're going to stop. Uh, Dave Smith has the uh, complete newscast. After that, Mayor Billy Barlow is going to tell us a little bit about what the water is doing uh, to the great port uh, city of central New York, Oswego. That's coming up. Uh, again, right after the news on 570 WSYR. Thanks, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, the reference to high water in Oswego and the impact on Wrights Landing Marina, it, it, one little indicator of what whatever's going on, uh, some new normal, some uh, a plan for lake management or some global warming, whatever the deal is, it's having an impact on real lives, real communities uh, in the real world. Here to talk about that is the mayor of Oswego, the Honorable uh, Billy Barlow. Uh, afternoon, sir. Welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for having me, and Bob. I haven't uh, had the chance to talk to you personally, but I appreciate the opportunity a few weeks back to host your show. I had a lot of fun. I'm I'm so glad, and I'm grateful to you for your effort then and for your time now. I know you're very busy. What, what have you? Uh, first of all, what have you announced about Wright's Landing Marina, sir? Unfortunately, today we had to officially close Wright's Landing to the public, and we're asking the tenants of the marina who have boats and dock slips there to try to remove their boats as, as soon as they can. The trouble is the uh, water, because of Plan 2014, coupled with the heavy rainfalls we've had, the walls of the marina are just starting to breach, and it's at the point now where you can't tell where the marina ends and our parking lot starts because it's all uh, totally flooded. So that's a challenge, and it's created a, a very unsafe situation for people visiting the marina and also folks who have boats uh, down in our slips. What, what's the impact of that, please, sir? Well, it's 100% negative impact uh, as far as our local economy goes and, and our efforts to try to make Oswego a, a, a place where people want to visit and travel, whether it's by car or, or by boat. Uh, we've spent a lot of money, grant money and city money, trying to do improvement projects along our waterfront to make it more attractive. 
uh, to people to stop, to capitalize on our, on our waterfront, and this really sets us back quite a bit. We have a, a large uh, charter, fishing charter industry that works out of our marina that's certainly going to be disrupted. Recreational boating, we have 204 slips total, all but 30 uh, were sold, so that's going to create some disruption and inconvenience there. So, uh, And also these boaters get off their boat and spend money, so it'll certainly hurt the uh, local economy, and that's the same Speaking with Oswego Mayor Billy Barlow, and you know it's it's a, a, a lesser consideration, but you also lose this season's uh, slip fees. Sure, yeah, we've offered uh, refunds because obviously it's not fair uh, to the boaters to uh, put their deposits down and and plan on paying the full rate and then have this uh, high water uh, not allow them to to be able to stay. So we're prepared to issue their refunds if they want a full refund. We'll give that no problem. If they want to uh, a partial refund, we will refund them for half the season and uh, give them the opportunity to come back once we reopen the marina. Are there other ways, sir, that the high water has affected your city? Well, actually, back in 2017, uh, after the waters went back down following the, the high waters then, uh, we had a engineering study done uh, and survey the damage, and we estimate about $7 million uh, all told throughout the city in damage done between shoreline erosion in different areas, infrastructure damage in places like our marina and our piers. Also, uh, we have an area out in, on the east side of Oswego that's been damaged, and then Oswego is unique in one sense that we're divided by the Oswego River, the high water in Lake Ontario is actually pushing water and creating pressure up into the Oswego River, and that is damaging our West Linear River Walk as well. So about seven million total. Gracious. Um, the other other aspects of city operation this season that may be affected by uh, this year's high water, I, I presume, a replication of the the damage and the inconvenience of 2017. Yeah, even more so this year, and I know the IGC says one thing, but uh, here locally we're acknowledging a, uh, recognizing a totally different story. It's already higher now, at least by our local markers here, than it was ever in 2017, and they predict that it's going to continue to rise for a bit. So uh, we're actually spending a lot more time uh, with sandbags and dealing with the high water than we did in 2017. Over the last month, we've had a significant amount of our DPW personnel building ramps. Uh, to give you an idea of how high the water is, usually when you get on a boat launch or a ramp, you walk down into your boat. We actually had to build uh, ramps up into our boat launch, and then you're walking at an incline to get into your boat because the water's lifted the floating docks up. So we've had to spend a lot of time and a lot of money uh, to keep the marina open as long as we did. And uh, we'll continue to do that. And as soon as we, we think it's safe to reopen, we will, of course, do just that. Speaking with Oswego Mayor Billy uh, Barlow, you mentioned uh, a plan 2014 in the International Joint Commission. Um, uh, many feeling that, you know, this new plan has created these high uh, water levels. Others say, oh, no, it's rain in Lake Superior and such. The governor yesterday talks about the new normal and we have to adapt. What do you think is behind all of this, sir? Well, unfortunately, I think the governor is right that it is the new normal, but it's the new normal because of the implementation and poor management of Plan 2014. Uh, you know, people trying to use the heavy rain 
to provide cover to Plan 2014. I think it's comical. I lived in, um, 28 years old. I lived in the city of Oswego for 23 of my years, and I don't remember the water ever being near this high except for 2017 and 2019, and I don't mm-hmm. think through the first two years we've had a, a heavy, a wet, uh, May or April. So, uh, definitely related directly to plan 2014, and I just hope with our new members on the IJC, they can do a better job managing the plan and manage it year-round. Don't wait until uh, March, April, and, and May to decide that it's too late to wet water, let water out. Let's pay attention to things back in January and February before the snow starts to melt and before the rains pick up. And, and, and in the fall. When, when nature and past practice has drawn the lake down a little bit. The governor yesterday said, well, we're going to have to find some uh, money to adjust to this new normal or whatever, change our land use uh, or whatever. If this becomes a, an annual or regular occurrence, if the water is at this level, what sort of impact would it have? Well, we've already, even since 2017, we tried to rebuild um, accepting this as the new normal uh-huh. in the last few years. And so we'll have to continue to do that moving forward. We actually already received quite a bit of grant money uh, from CFAs and the uh, Regional Economic Development Councils to do waterfront projects. So luckily, we're developing and constructing those projects as we speak, and we are constructing those projects as if this is the new normal. So we're almost ahead of the game a little bit as far as that goes, and certainly any additional resources New York State makes available will surely try to capitalize on and put to good use. Speaking to Oswego Mayor Billy Barlow, um, taking Wright's Landing, uh, the, the marina, as an example, and neither you nor I are engineers, but if, if this is what we can expect in the future, can the marina be retrofitted or, or some way for, uh, to accommodate this in the, in the future, sir? I think it can. It's going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of money. It'll be very expensive, but certainly there are, are things we can do in the long term uh, to try to accept this and deal with it. Um, it's just a shame because I think uh, all of that work and all of that investment could be avoided if the IJC just does a better job managing the plan. Um, so I'd like to see some adjustments made on that side uh, first because I don't think it has to be this bad. Um, and uh, and then we can kind of take it from there in the immediate short term, though. I think that's what we all should be pushing for. Yeah. Do you, as, as as an observer of the, the political situation, uh, do you think that's I, – I, I, I fear – I completely share your view, sir, but I fear that there may be a lot of power, especially in this state, uh, on the side of Plan 2014 and its various objectives, and, and they may put their priorities above the interests of lakeside property owners and communities. I'm, I'm nervous about our prospects for getting them to do the right thing. What, what, what's your sense of that, please, sir? Yeah, unfortunately, I, I agree with you. Um, I At this point, I said the other day that any amount of water or any inch that can get the water to recede would be appreciated at this point. So, um, you know, even if they can get it down to a few inches uh, this summer immediately, that would be uh, very much appreciated and then take time to adjust the plan in the long term if they want or leave it the same, but at least buy us time to be able to uh, build our infrastructure, fix what's already damaged, and build it back in a way uh, where we won't be as vulnerable as we are right now. And uh, again, in 2017, I didn't have to shut the marina down. It wasn't um, this high. The damage uh, wasn't uh, happening at the rate in which we're seeing it now. So um, any any relief, and I think any pressure from, from everybody in the political world uh, 
would help. And um, again, hopefully with now a New Yorker on the IJC, she can take uh, what she's seen here on the front lines back and, and have that be considered uh, when they're sitting down to manage this plan. Has the And the last question we're speaking with Oswego Mayor Billy Barlow. As, as you have prepared for this year and as you are now meeting the challenge of the high water, has the state been pretty supportive or how has that gone for you, sir? I will say that uh, state government has been extremely supportive. Uh, the emergency management department in New York State uh, in the Homeland Security has been uh, in daily contact with me. The governor's office calls me every day, um, and they make sure that any resources we need uh, are available. We actually did have to take them up on a few of their offers. We have some issues at our wastewater plant that they helped us out tremendously with, so I appreciate that. Um, and you know, that is one good thing to come of this, is knowing we have the support of state government ready if we need it. Outstanding. Anything else in the city going on we ought to know about, sir? Uh, there's a lot of development downtown and a lot of waterfront projects that are were happening that are unfortunately kind of put on hold until the water recedes a bit. But overall, throughout the community, a lot of lot of construction right now, but it's the small price of progress. And uh, by Harborfest, you'll see downtown Oswego looking quite a bit different. So that is a, uh, that is a positive, and we'll have to encourage people to go downtown rather than the waterfront at this point in time. Outstanding. Here's saying construction is a beautiful thing. That's that's a sign of life. That's a very, very good thing. Well, listen, sir, we, we appreciate your service and we appreciate you talking to us. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you, my friend. You take care. That's uh, uh, Mayor Billy Barlow of uh, Oswego, a young man setting the world on fire up there, doing a pretty good job. Uh, is that 10 Keys for 10 Gs, a promotion from Romano, a wonderful family of auto dealers? Well, here's uh, the deal. This is your opportunity now to uh, possibly get one of those 10 Keys. Call 421-9797. Be the fifth person to do so, and you will be uh, today's uh, person to advance toward a key. Uh, uh, other opportunities? to do this is at any Romano dealership and likewise at our uh, website which is wsyr.com time for traffic and weather on 570 wsyr Welcome back, friends. Uh, welcome back. As uh, uh, Mayor Barlow of Oswego was talking about the situation with the water, did you get any impression of him or did you have a, a sense of, of his approach? I thought he was very businesslike, very in, intelligent, um, uh, very methodical and very thorough. All great traits to have in a, uh, a leader, uh, especially one with significant administrative responsibilities. Did you also notice when he uh, dropped in his age there? He's uh, 28 years of of age. Billy Barlow and uh, a couple of other uh, folks, a town supervisor candidate and a sheriff candidate uh, uh, from elsewhere in upstate, it, it, it forced me to relearn a lesson. And I feel uh, a little guilty that I needed to relearn it. This uh, town supervisor and the sheriff candidate, when they were running, uh, they each were 32 years of age. And uh, it, it just struck me, well, that's pretty young to be a town supervisor. And it's awfully young to be a sheriff, isn't it? And uh, when Billy Barlow ran, he might have been 24, 25 years of age. And it was like, come on now, that's, that's too young. But um, you know, I sit here and bristle when somebody says that someone on the other end of their adulthood is too old for something. I see clearly the ageism in that. But uh, our society right now might be, it's a funny deal. 
uh, advertisers and stuff like that, they want early 20 young people and they about worship them. But when it comes to significant responsibilities in our society, we almost mandate an extended youth. We, we may not take folks all that seriously in our society in many regards until they get to be about 40 or so. Now, a person of, of 40 is, you know, in his or her prime and, you know, they're hopefully at or near the top of, of their game. But history teaches us, and maybe Billy Barlow shows us, that people in their 20s and their 30s, um, ability is driven by a lot of factors, the least significant of which typically is age. And if you get this deal of, oh, somebody's too young, then maybe the problem isn't their age, but your attitude. I know that was my uh, problem. And I'm grateful for the uh, ongoing success and capability of uh, Mayor Barlow. Um, And I'm grateful for uh, uh, that example reminding me of that truth. It's time for News with Dave Smith. We'll be back right after that on 570 WSYR.